welcome to another episode of Strength for Today. And I hope that you're feeling strong today. And if you're not, that's okay. Because I believe that the Lord has his strength available for us. And even in our weakness, the thing that I'm always amazed at with Jesus is when he meets with us and when he's connected with us, and we know that he is glad to be with us, there is a sense of joy that rises up inside of us and begins to fill us, bringing us into this state of peace and rest. And you've often heard me talk about this rhythm of joy and rest in our lives and some of the practical ways that we can just quiet our hearts and come before the presence of God uh, is an incredible way of learning to be connected and living in this place of being connected with Jesus. And I want to begin this episode by uh, just a little exercise that I often do with some of the groups that I lead in. Uh, this is a, a little exercise called Shalom, my body. And Shalom is a Hebrew word that means um, everything complete, everything working as it should. And it was often a word that the Hebrew people used to, uh, as peace. And I want you to just kind of think in your mind what the peace of God feels like internally. Because we are reminded in John 14, when Jesus came into the world, he said that I come to give you a peace and a peace that the world cannot give, but a peace that would satisfy our hearts. So I just want you to think about maybe a time in your life where you have felt peaceful. This could be in the presence of God. It could be in the form of being with a people, a group, or it could simply be being in nature or doing something that you love. But just connecting that feeling now to your five senses. If you're in that memory and you're appreciating it, you're trying to connect your body with it and feel how that felt, what things you saw, what things that you heard, what things maybe you uh, tasted or touched, smelled. But I always like to try to draw my five senses in and to allow myself to just let that peace settle in my heart. And as I do, just thinking about what it's like to be before Jesus and looking into his face and letting his comfort and peace begin to settle my heart. And as I do that, just getting this sense of Jesus being present with us, being connected with us, and taking us into his loving arms. And then another thing that I often try to do is even just to perceive um, how Jesus wants to be with me in this moment. And so just being aware of what emotions that you're feeling and what's causing these emotions to rise up inside of you. And here's that little exercise as you become aware of that, and as you position your heart to do that, this is an exercise called Shalom My Body. And these are exercises by Jim Wilder. You can YouTube some of them. But this is simply just one of those things. And what we do 
is I just kind of place my hands right here. You can place them on your knees or on the table, but this is just kind of trying to synchronize um, our breathing with how we're feeling internally and just calming our nervous system. So what it, what it is, is you breathe in, and as you do, you can begin to tap, and you tap fast as you breathe in. And then as you breathe out, you slow that tapping down. And this is just, again, as we get amped up sometimes in these big emotions, it's taking that breath in. And then as you breathe out, slowing it down. Just being able to quiet those big emotions. And then as you get to the end of that breathing out, one of the scriptures that you can use um, from the Psalms is, when I feel afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. And you can say that. And one of the ways I even do sometimes is maybe name the biggest emotion that you're feeling in this moment. It could be fear. It could be anxiety. It could be despair. It could be sadness. But just name that emotion of when I feel sad. Maybe you're feeling sad. When I feel sad, I will trust in you, O Lord. And you're declaring to the Lord that you're going to trust him in this emotion and just letting him quiet that big, overwhelming emotion. So let's do that a couple times. We breathe in. Then exhale, slow it down. When I feel afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. When I feel anxious, I will trust in you, O Lord. And you can do that. That's just a great uh, little exercise that I do a lot of times just to quiet my heart and to try to quiet maybe some of the big emotions that could be distracting uh, in, in my mind. And so today what I want to do is I want to just read a few scriptures and give you a few more exercises and activations of things that you can do in terms of hearing from the Lord. And I really believe that one of the key sources for building this foundation of joy that we've been talking about is just learning creative ways and to interact with him and to approach his word and, and listening prayer, different types of ways that we can uh, really begin to focus on how Jesus speaks to us and noticing how he's present with us in these moments and becoming aware of Jesus's presence around us. And so I had a few scriptures from Hebrews that came to mind. It's one of my favorite um, probably letters in the New Testament as it talks about the promises of the new covenant. A few episodes ago, we talked from Hebrews um, chapter 8 and chapter 10, I believe it was, and just talking about how we get to live our lives on the new covenant promises, which are so much better and richer than what the people in the Old Testament had because of the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross for us. And so I want to read Hebrews chapter 6, verse um, verses 18, uh, 19, and 20. And I just want you to kind of receive this posture your heart now to receive it and just kind of want to guide us through this. And I'm going to take some pauses in here 
and just ask some questions and give us a chance to reflect on this. And as you do, I pray that Jesus would begin to make himself known in creative and known ways to your heart that would connect with you and give you a sense of his comfort, his presence for your life today. So this is verse 18, and this is going to be from the Passion Translation. It says, so it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. To just being comforted in that fact today, that God doesn't lie, that he doesn't deceive us. And it says that we know that his promise and his vow will never change. Now, I want you to just hear in your heart that God is for you, that he's honored to be with you, and that he loves being with you, and that his promises that were written for his children do not exclude you, that you are not on the outside, but that you are right in the center of his will, his thoughts, his love. And maybe you see yourself outside that circle. And I want you to just see a picture of Jesus reaching his hand out, bringing you in close and holding you in his presence. And he says to you, my promises that have been from all eternity to eternity past to um, eternity to come are for you. And I've got so many incredible promises, fulfillments, inheritances that you are rightfully given access to as my child, my much-loved child. And I give them to you through the person of Jesus so that everything that my son Jesus had access to, you now have access to because Jesus said it in the Gospels, the same love that I, the Father, had for my son Jesus, I have towards you. And I've sent you the Holy Spirit to be your counselor, your advocate, your Prince of Peace in time of chaos. Those promises are available to you and I have never changed. I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And then the author of Hebrews goes on to say this, and now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Imagine yourself running into this place of his faithfulness and his goodness. The father just brought to mind Moses when he was crying out to the Lord that he would not go forward if his presence didn't go with him. And when Moses cried out to see all of the Lord's goodness and all of his glory, God put him in a cleft to protect him because he knew that his glory and honor would destroy him because of how powerful and wonderful it was. But he put him in a safe place. And it says he let all of his goodness pass before Moses. And I want you to put yourself in that position of what would it be like to experience the goodness and the grace of God in its fullness. And what it feels like to run into the fullness 
and hide ourselves in his faithfulness. And just seeing a picture of God's arms outstretched around you, taking you in, protecting you. And you can hide in the faithfulness of his word and of his heart for you. And it says, this is where we find his strength and comfort. For he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time and unshakable hope. Ooh, these words are resonating in my spirit as I'm finding them. And he says, as we hide ourselves in his faithfulness, this is where we find our strength, our comfort, and you are empowered in the place of hiding yourself in his faithfulness. And it ceases for you to strive and to perform, to try to please him. Because it's already been established ahead of time through the gift and grace of Jesus, which is an unshakable hope. You have an unshakable hope, son, daughter, because of who Jesus is. In 19, it says, we have this certain hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. See yourself, child, in this world. Maybe feeling like you've had nothing to anchor your soul and your spirit and your heart to. But this word here in Hebrews 6 gives you an unshakable hope. And it says that you have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself seeing yourself as this image, as an anchor, being anchored to God himself, to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now you are unshakable because of his strength and his power and his authority in the world. Father, thank you that we are anchored to you and we have this hope that we have this expectation of good things to come in our life. And it says our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. There's this imagery in the Old Testament of the Holy of Holies and how people would come into the Holy of Holies is they would come in through the outer courts into the inner courts and they would pass through. And as they passed through, there was only the priests who were set aside in the Old Testaments that could come into the Holy of Holies. But through the work of Jesus, it says that that veil was torn, that not only can the priests come in now, but you and I, everyday people, can come into the Holy of Holies through the mercy seat of Jesus. Take comfort in being in that place of God's mercy and of his grace in knowing that you are made pure, that you are forgiven, that you are seen through the eyes of grace. In verse 20, it says, and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us, he is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. 
if you want to know more about what Mekhezeldek represents, you can kind of do that um, in a concordance. But I want you to hear that word, that Jesus is your forerunner, that he has gone before you, that he has made a new way. And it anchors your spirit. It brings his peace, just as John said in chapter 14. The peace that he cast is now resonating in us, becoming an anchor that anchors us and tethers us to this unshakable level of peace that only Jesus can bring. And Jesus has gone in. He has become the sacrifice. He has given us this divine exchange for our uh, overwhelm, for our chaos, for our um, ruptures that we have in our life, for our brokenness. And he now is restoring us. He's redeeming us. He's giving us a new pathway reconnecting us to joy about being together because in Hebrews it also said that it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross I hope you see and know more than anything today that the greatest joy the father had was sending his son to be the bridge to fill the gap the void that we had that separated us from him to make a new way back to him. Father, thank you for this incredible, gracious, good news today. And I pray that someone here could find strength in knowing that it is your identity, that it is your strength that fills us and gives us this incredible new way of returning back to a place of being connected, that you extend your joy of being glad to be with us and you want us to feel that and through your grace that we are special that we are your favorite mm. someone needs to hear that today that you are God's favorite and regardless of how you have felt maybe you haven't felt that God is inviting you into this circle And you are welcomed. You are being brought to his table to be full, to be made whole, to receive the healing that your heart needs. So child, embrace this hope because you are part of a new testament covenant that has been made available through the work of Jesus. So be full of that grace today. And I want to close this episode by sharing just a couple of the encounters and the experiences that I've had. And I was made aware of a time in my life where I was transitioning and just taking a new role with a church that we were attending at the time. And they had come before us and they had asked us to step into this role of leading our campus. And one of the images that my wife had was of uh, an anchor. And I can remember sitting in this room, kind of an interviewing process with one of the executive pastors at the time. He and his wife had asked us to come in and they just really wanted to get to know our heart, what we were passionate about. And they looked at my wife, Michelle, and they began to ask her this question of what do you see yourself being able to provide, um, you know, if Eric were to embrace this role of leadership? And one of the images that my wife had in this, um, 
and she thought about it was of an anchor and how the Lord was speaking to her about being an anchor for me in this role and really someone that I could come back to, that I would have full support and encouragement. And in times where I felt like I was drifting or wandering, uh, that she would provide the source of strength and comfort within our home for me and provide a safe and secure place. And this has been an image that she's often come back to. And we've been through our fair share of hard things, but she has always provided me this incredible sense of strength and comfort um, and support that is beyond uh, what I could imagine or muster up. And so one of the things that I've really grown to appreciate in her is her ability to stand by me, to trust me, um, even in times where I have broken her trust, in the, uh, times where I've acted in a very selfish way to protect myself um, and neglected to see her. Um, the Lord has kept her and given her this sense of hope and strength that I don't know where she found it other than that by the strength and the grace of God. And maybe in future episodes, I'll share a little bit more about our story, but it really ties into the scripture here in what the author of Hebrews was talking about, having the sense of being anchored in an unshakable hope. And throughout this season, I keep hearing these words about living in hope and living in faith and being able to stay connected because that's the image we have of God in scripture. In another image that I've seen, and I just want to take a breath there and just allow you to take that in because I'm going to wrap this up with an image uh, that I saw. And I believe it's an image that God has on his heart for the body of Christ today in general. And I was brought into this place as I was in this devotional time about I've never been to a, a wide open spot, but I've heard people who have talk about it. And one of the mentors that I've had in my life talked about a time where they had went out into the open spaces of Wyoming and Montana. We're talking about being led out there by the Holy Spirit and the Lord bringing them out there to get them into a space where they weren't constrained or confined by anything in the world. One of the themes and messages that I've heard uh, in, in today, for today, I believe, is that the Lord's heart and his desire is for us to live as children in freedom and to have permission to be who we truly are because the enemy does everything that he can to bind us up and to restrict us and to make us think little of God's freedom and permission of what's possible. Last episode, we talked about how when we're living in relational mode, where our creativity, our solutions, our rhythm of life begins to flow. And there's this consistency, there's this life, there's this ebb and flow of being and doing that we begin to discover. And one of the things that I've heard in this image of being brought out into this open space as I began to think about that was what would it look like in my life to live fully free, unhindered by fear in relationships, unhindered by failure, but just total freedom and permission. And as I began to think about being in this open spot where I could just be out in the middle of nowhere, the Lord began to show me this image of wild horses and stallions being out in this um, wide open space and just seeing the beauty and the strength of these horses just running in the wide open spaces. And if any of you are horse lovers, 
there's just an image that a horse represents of strength and power. And as you begin to see them run, there is just uh, muscles uh, that you begin to see that are working that just provide this incredible grace of how they um, just run. And there's just this sense of strength that you begin to see. And what the Lord started to show me was that the Lord's desire and what was on his heart is to be raising up people, a family that had this kind of strength in the world today, that saw themselves being let out into this open space to run free and to run wild, unhindered by the enemy's devices, unhindered by the enemy's lies and deceptions of this world, but really going out into the space of being wide open. And when I thought about this space of what it means to be wide open, um, there's a level of peace that comes in. I don't know if you can just think about a place in your life where you were just out in the open space and there wasn't a care in the world. And as I was brought out into this space, I began to see these other images. And I believe uh, this was kind of a call for my life, but I also believe it's a call for what many of us are called to that it might look different. But what I believe the Lord is doing in the world today is he's wanting to bring his children into this place of freedom. And a lot of times we come broken. We come with wounds. We come with these vows that we've made in order to protect ourselves and to have control over our world. And it's like we have this desire in us that we want to be free and we want to run out in the wide open spaces, but we have to come into this place of being safe and secure and how to trust again, how to be healed. And I began to see this image of a corral and Jesus, the good shepherd, coming around his children who had this potential of incredible strength inside of them, but had been out wandering in this wide open space. Hmm. And I'm even seeing now a connection that I've never seen before about an image I shared a few episodes ago about people out wandering in this open space without the light of Christ, not knowing where to go. But the good shepherd comes onto the scene and he begins to invite them ever so gently into this corral where there are healing, where they can understand how to use and live in the potential of this incredible strength. And I saw Jesus taking us into this corral and, and his sons and his daughters, and he began to work with them and he began to restore and redeem the broken parts of just being able to run wild and wide open. And then he brought us into this place of our own healing where he brought us to the gate of this corral. And he said, I want you to go out and to run free, to be the creative person that I've created you to be. And I believe this was significant for me because what we need to be doing in our lives today, regardless of what it is that we're doing, is we need to be able to be healed in our own heart so that we know how to lead other people and be with other people around us who are hurting, who are broken. So that our desire and our heart should be the same heart that God has for those that we're working with, that we're leading, that we're serving to be free, to have permission 
to fulfill what God has called them to do. And for some of us, God has put this call on our life that he's given us incredible leaders and he's given us our children, our spouses, those who have been hurt and broken in the world to come alongside of them and help them be redeemed and restored and to restore uh, a sense of hope and direction in their life. But in order for us to be able to do that, we have to do the hard work and intentional work of getting our own heart right, allowing Jesus in our own heart so that we can live from a place of our healing and our wholeness as opposed to a place of our pain and our brokenness. And for so many of us, there's this incredible potential to have strength and to use it in a way that is going to protect other people and to connect them to a sense of hope for their own life and for their own heart. And I want to end this episode from another scripture in Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14. This is an incredible chapter where Jesus is talking about the old patterns and kind of before these verses I'm about to read, he's talking about worship and how people would come uh, in the Old Testament compared to what they're doing now. And even in John, where it says that the true worshipers of today will come in spirit and in truth. But notice this. It says, but now the anointed one has become the king priest of every wonderful thing that has come. For he serves in a greater, more perfect heavenly tabernacle, talking about Jesus. More perfect heavenly tabernacle, not made by men. And he has entered once and forever into the holiest sanctuary of all not with the blood of animal sacrifices, but the sacred blood of his own sacrifice. And he alone has made our salvation secure forever. That is good news that someone needs to hear today, that the work of Jesus has made a new way for us to be connected and to live within God's faithfulness that we talked about in Hebrews 6. But then he says this, under the old covenant, the blood of bulls, goats, and ashes of a heifer were sprinkled on those who were defiled and effectively cleansed them outwardly from their ceremonial impurity. Yet, how much more will the sacred blood of the Messiah thoroughly cleanse our consciences? For by the power of the eternal spirit, he has offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works to worship and serve the living God. There's that word again that frees us, that the work of the Messiah thoroughly cleanses our heart, cleanse our mind in the sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works, from the old selves. And I want you to just see yourself as being severed. Maybe you're in a time right now where the Lord or someone is walking alongside of you, bringing you into this corral of being made whole, of being healed and being restored. And it may be an uncomfortable work, but I want to encourage you in this, is that if you allow the Holy Spirit to do his work and you are intentional about building a community around you that you can trust, there's going to be healing. And I believe that 100% that God wants to release you from this corral that you felt maybe you've been in. 
to be able to run like a stallion out into the world, into the wide open space, and just begin to take notice of how that feels. Because I believe that's the dream in his heart that the reason he sent his son Jesus was so that we could live connected and in freedom and in permission that God wants our hearts not to be bound up and restricted and guarded, but to be living in this place of being relationally connected and glad to be with each other. So I hope this has encouraged you today. And I hope you'll come back next week as we take a look into um, relational circuits and just kind of giving you some things of how to notice when you're in this mode of being connected with the Lord and with other people, as opposed to living in this state that we've called enemy mode. And I believe that the Lord is going to lead us into this place where we're able to identify these things. And when life gets overwhelming, we're able to step back and, and call on the presence of God and to call up peace, to call up patience, to call up self-control, to call up um, gentleness and kindness and goodness and joy. These are the fruits of the spirit that Paul talked about in Galatians 5. And if we have the person of Jesus inside of us and we're looking in his face and we begin to experience the fruit of his spirit in our lives, it is going to radically change us and transform us more into his image so that we can act like our true self he's created us to be and help others walk in this level of freedom and permission. Because if Jesus's fruit is in you, and he is peace, he is patience, he is kindness, he is self-control, he is joy, he is love. If Jesus is these things inside of you, then that is who you are as well. And so Father, as we close today, I pray that the things you've spoken into every heart would be settled and that there would be a shift in our thinking, that we would see ourselves in light of who you are and that as you are, we would begin to see ourselves because we are loved and we are living inside of your faithfulness and it is a safe, secure place. And I want you to see yourself, child, sitting in that corral seeing the strength and the, the potential inside of you that's being trained and unlocked to be released. So Father, thank you for the strength you offer. Thank you for the anchor our spirit, our soul, our heart has in you. And I pray that that would be the hope we tether ourselves to, uh, the, the hope that we tether ourselves to today is the person of Jesus, the unshakable hope and expectation of you in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. God bless, and we'll see you next time.